Welcome back. We are trying to monitor everything, and it's virtually impossible to monitor everything. But thankfully, we know people who do monitor a lot of what's going on in the world as it relates to the coronavirus, COVID-19, Wuhan flu, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and also what's happening halfway around the world as it relates to that flu and how we as a nation are dealing with it. Of course, I'm talking about my my friend Gordon Chang, and you can follow Gordon and get the update virtually hour to hour on uh, Twitter at Gordon G. Chang, Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Great Twitter handle to follow. Gordon, I know you're busier than a one-legged man at a butt-kicking contest, as we used to say in Texas, but I appreciate you carving out time. How are you dealing with this? Are you self-quarantining at home and doing all of these hits from your home? We're doing uh, hits from home um, because, um, for instance, Fox um, today just didn't want to have people um, who are not uh, Fox employees come into their building on 6th Avenue in New York. So I've been doing everything by Skype or by phone. And it looks great. It's it's really solid. So I, I think, you you know, we're seeing the new normal and maybe our reporting and remote reporting will now happen via the Internet and, and meetings and family picnics. I come from a family of nine kids. Dinner was 11 people in our household. So based on the new rules, we would be over 10 people and someone would have to eat in another room. It's it's a bra- brave new world, Gordon. It's very different, but it's going to be necessary because we've got to flatten out the curve, as they say, so that we don't overwhelm um, medical staff and hospitals. So this is going to be very different for Americans because we haven't had to go through this since um, after the end of the First World War. So, um, as you say, there's a new normal and we're not going to like it, but um, we really have no choice but to all pitch in. But it's not anticipated to be a new permanent normal. It's anticipated to be a temporary normal, correct? Correct. Um, The one thing, though, about the COVID-19, the novel coronavirus, is we really don't know that much about it. So, for instance, we don't know whether it will peter out during the summer months, which all coronaviruses do. Um, So we hope that it does. If it does, this will be great. And the other thing we don't know, Mike, is whether it comes back in the fall. Um, so there is a lot that we have to learn about this, and it's going to take some time for us to do that. And, and hopefully the development of the vaccine will go on. Yesterday, a woman in Seattle was one of the first people to get the first human test. And I'm sure her name will be a Jeopardy question going forward. And we'll learn uh, whether or not this is successful. If it is, then vaccines will be out next fall. But on the other side of this, Gordon, aside from the uh, the infections going on around the world, and we're now starting to catch up to the rest of the world in terms of numbers because of testing, you've been sounding the alarm on our relationship with China and how not just the fact that the flu has come here from China, but that our relationship with China in critical industries has put us at risk in all of this, and that needs to change. Well, it certainly does, um, because we do have supply chain, supply chain vulnerabilities. Everyone talks about pharmaceuticals and antibiotics, where China makes somewhere between 80 to 97 percent of our antibiotics. 
you know, we can't depend on another any other country um, to that extent, and certainly not a hostile regime like the one in Beijing. So we're going to have to manufacture at home within our borders, and we got to do this really quickly because Americans um, critically need these these items. Also, we allow the Chinese to manufacture many or most of our electronic items, and so even a simple thing like drones um, are a national security threat when they come from China. Because, for instance, the company in Shenzhen that makes most of the world's drones, we got about seventy percent, eighty percent market share. It sends images that it those drones take to the cloud, and that cloud is going to be monitored by China, surveilled by China. So we're allowing China to map the United States through something as simple as drones. Um, and then, of course, there's uh, telecom equipment, and you name it, Mike. Um, we cannot allow the Chinese to manufacture this for us. This is such a great and important point. Gordon Chang is talking about some of the issues that that are of a real security warning to all of us. We're talking the drones, as Gordon said, uh, telecom equipment, traffic cams, Gordon. I know a lot of cities have crime and traffic cams in them, and those are doing the same thing that these drones are doing when they when they take an image or take a video it's all going up to the cloud where the chinese have a back door into getting to it because they built it into the systems we've allowed them right. to, to do this how do we unring that bell well what we're going to have to do is is rip out all the chinese equipment and replace and um you know, that's going to be very difficult for us, but we've got to do it because we really don't have any choice, Mike. I mean, the firmware for a lot of these devices um, have built-in backdoors, as you point out. Uh, firms have done studies on equipment provided by China and the software and firmware, and it really is horrifying. So um, we've got to, for instance, take out the equipment that's been provided by Huawei Technologies, which is the Shenzhen-based company. Um, which um, the Chinese um, government has used to surveil others, and I don't want them to surveilling the United States. Um, you know, that takes information from the U.S. It feeds it into China's artificial intelligence systems, which makes their AI better. But it also is, of course, they can surveil what's going on at um, Main Street down the corner, and, and that's just completely unacceptable. It's very unacceptable. Uh, in terms of uh, the other side of this weird story that came up over the last week, China is accusing us of bringing the, uh, the virus to them via a military exercise last fall. Is, is this just a tactic by an aggressive communist nation to try and put us on our heels? Yeah, I I think what China is doing is justifying in its own minds, the leaders are justifying in their own minds, the use of force against the U.S., and they're preparing the Chinese people for this as well. You're referring to a tweet from a foreign ministry spokesman last Thursday where he said that um, patient zero was an American and that the virus was brought to Wuhan by the U.S. Army. And that was certainly inflammatory. And we actually called the Chinese ambassador on the carpet on Friday um, and lodged a protest. And guess what? To, you know, yesterday, um, the Chinese ambassador to South Africa repeated this um, conspiratorial and complete disinformation charge against the U.S. Army. So 
we're having trouble deterring China in um, what could be a very, very exceedingly dangerous maneuver on their part. Because I'm not saying that they're going to just they're going to they're going to lash out and start a war against us, but they are creating the conditions for it. And so we've got to be extremely concerned about what might happen. Well, the warning signs are there and add into that China's economy, which is very, very bad. We think our stock market had a bad week, including yesterday's almost 3000 point drop. China's economy is totally tanked. And the one way you spark an economy to to grow again in in many minds is to create a war. So I hope they don't do that. But um, I'm just going to light candles and say prayers here, Gordon. Well, yes. I mean, because in the January, February period, China's economy was clearly contracting. Those two months are usually aggregated to avoid the distortion caused by the Lunar New Year holiday. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in March, um, but it's probably also going to be contraction. So the first quarter for China is just sort of written off. Um, and right now, that's an existential crisis for a regime that depends on the continual delivery of prosperity as to be the primary basis of its legitimacy. If it can't deliver prosperity, the only other basis of legitimacy is nationalism, which means striking out at the U.S. And um, we've got to be very concerned about the words that they use, because for a communist regime like China's, words really matter, even ludicrous propaganda charges. My last question for you, Gordon Chang, and follow him at Gordon G. Chang on Twitter. Uh, two days ago, we heard Japan say that they are still planning on holding the Olympics this coming summer. If you're a betting man, would you say that's going to happen? Uh, probably not. Uh, president Trump has suggested that they not do so, and our president is correct. We don't know about the course of the coronavirus, um, and by July, it could still be raging or it could, it could be gone, but we don't know. I, I don't think that they should be holding the Olympics in July, and I think that they should be postponed for a year um, so that the world can stabilize. I'm with you on that. Uh, I think the, uh, the health and safety of everybody is at risk here, especially if it's still there. All those athletes from all those countries could bring back a new case after the Olympics. Gordon Chang, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you always being there for us. Thank you, Mike.